0: I wanted to read a quote from Paul David Tripp from his book, Parenting. Why would a God of perfect wisdom ask inadequate people to do such an important job? The answer is so important to grasp. God calls unable people to do important things because ultimately what he's working on is not your immediate success, but that you would come to know him, to love him, to rest in his grace and to live for his glory. I want to encourage parents that like, it's not going to be pretty all of the time. You might not always know the answer or you might stumble over the answer.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Gospel Coaching Podcast. Uh, this is Josh. Uh, thanks for listening, and I am joined by Paul Keener. You want to say hi to everyone? Hey, Josh. It's good to see you, man. I'm excited to be here. How's your morning been? It's been really good.
2: I've had three cups of coffee so far. Um, yeah. headed for a fourth, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I've, I've between,
1: already... I think between everyone here, we probably had like ten cups of coffee <laughs> and multiple Red Bulls. So you yeah. may need to slow down you rather gotta, than speed we, up yes. your podcast player. I should go for water yeah. for the rest of the day, probably. Oh, yeah.
2: But uh, but yeah, man, it's, I've had a great morning. Had had a meeting at Haystack this morning. Nice, um, our official
1: sponsor of the gospel coaching. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe they're not. But, uh, but yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's good cool. to see you. We have a guest, Rachel. You want to introduce yourself?
0: Yes. Hi, guys. I am Rachel Seymour. I am currently the children's minister at Redeemer Church, and how, I'm happy to be here. How
1: long have you been in that role? A long time, right?
0: <laughs> Super long. About <laughs> two and a half months. Nice. Yes. <laughs> it feels but like, in like longer a than pandemic that. time yeah. it feels about two years. That's true. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a great point. Um, well, hey, we're glad you're here today. Um, we're sad. I know Andy can't be on the podcast this morning. I know he's sad about that, but. Um, I have I have a few questions for you just about children's ministry, and I think I want to start. It's not a question, but it's a quote from my boy Charles Spurgeon. Awesome. Um, you shared with me an article, or actually an, an excerpt from one of his books uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and I immediately put this quote in my sermon last week because I loved it so much. But he he says this. He says there are depths in it. He's talking about Scripture. There are depths in it where Leviathan may swim, but there are also books. No, there are also brooks in which a lamb may wade. Wise teachers know how to lead their little ones into the green pastures beside still waters. He says, "Give us the first seven years of a child with God's grace, and we may defy the world, the flesh, and the devil to ruin that immortal soul." And so that that just really helped me, um, looking at First Timothy chapter four last week, and the way that we just kind of hand over the goods of the gospel to to our children, um, that they can handle Scripture, they can handle um, the good news of the gospel. And so, you know. We communicated a little bit before this, and you had mentioned something called the four to fourteen window. Um, maybe you could kind of speak more about about that.
0: Yeah. So, um, first, I just I love that from Charles Spurgeon. I love that we have this like world renowned theologian that is mm. talking about the importance of children's ministry. Essentially, you know, if we break it down, that's what he's saying. Um, but yeah, this in in what he's saying, I think fits well into the four to fourteen window idea, which is. Um, this phrase that was coined by a guy named George Barna. Um, and it's this idea that in his research, the majority of Christians come to know Christ between the ages of four and 14. Um, that's and wild. It's it's wild. And yeah. so that, uh, and more recent studies suggest as many as like 63%, so like 63% of four to 14 year olds. Like that's, that's crazy to me. And, um, and honestly, I, I wonder if this window is, Closing in, like mm-hmm. I wonder if it's getting smaller. Not necessarily on the front end, but on the back end, as we see like kids have having like more access to social media or more access to their friends, or you know, I, I just wonder if that window is closing. But sure. um, my area, so Redeemer Kids, covers ages zero to about ten or eleven, mm. um, which means that like <laughs> that is most of this window. There's you know three years maybe that the window covers in uh, youth ministry. But before that, that's all, like, Redeemer kids. Um, And of course, that's not to say, like, okay, so that's the only thing that matters is children's (laughs) ministry. Forget youth. Forget Sunday morning stuff. We're only focusing on children. Of course not, (laughs) right? Right, right. Um, Because Holy Spirit can do whatever He wants to, and people can be saved at any age, of course. But it's just this idea that, like, they are sponges. If you've been around a kid in this window, you know, like, they are just seeking out information and um, retaining it at incredible rates. Like, my four-year-old is doing this, and it it, it's amazing. it, it blows me away, the things that, like, sh- I will tell her and she will remember word for word. Um, but I was reading this, I keep saying article, but it's probably more like a blog. That was essentially, like, the importance of children's ministry, and they were advocating for churches to really put children's ministry, they called it on the front burner, not on the back burner, Mm. (laughs) um, in things like, you know, budgeting, and so other things like uh, schedules and stuff, like let them have priority, or consider them like in the priority of that, because of things like this, a 4 to 14 window, this beautiful period of time where we can like teach children about Jesus, and they're just gonna hopefully soak it all in, yeah, Um, and there was a comment that was like, Children's ministry is the most important ministry and blah, 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 and and said a lot of things. Um, and like, do we need to rank, do we need to rank the most important ministry? Like, probably no. <laughs> probably not, <laughs> like, I don't very, necessarily yeah. agree with like that. Sounds fun, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. not. Um, like our goal is to seek and save the lost, right? Like that is yeah. that is what Jesus did, and so right. that's what we're trying to do. So this four to fourteen windows tells us that like a lot of those lost people in our church are probably in the children's ministry. That's essentially like what that number means. Yeah. Um, but like the The point of the whole comment was that like, children's ministry is important, and what is happening on Sunday mornings back in the children's ministry, or when we talk to our kids on Marco Polo, or when we include them in our community groups, which we call regroups. I don't know if people know that, (laughs) but uh, it's profoundly important, um, and that I can't get behind the whole like this is the most important ministry thing, but I can get behind the idea that like what is happening on Sunday mornings is of this like eternal significance
2: that's really important i got I think you know I know you and I both follow there's a there's an Instagram account called tiny theologians yes um yeah. I know we've probably both bought stuff from them I'm sure redeemers probably bought stuff from them um but essentially like we look at our children back there and just as we talk to adults about the gospel and you know it's 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 massively important what those children think about who God is, just as much as it's massively important for, for myself and Josh and you, Rachel, to what do we think about God? That's that's has com- so much significance in our life. And so that shouldn't be any different from our kids, you know, whether they're four, whether they're 14, 18, or two, like it doesn't matter. And I think it's so vital. I, I've talked to Hayden about this, like it's helpful for us to look at those children and be like, hey, that's that's a future elder in the church. Like that's a future deacon or deaconess in the church. And again, like what they think about God and who God is has of course, eternal significance, but also like, as we entrust the church moving forward in the longevity of the church, like, you know, we want redeemer to be around for hundreds of years, preaching the gospel. And if that's going to happen, like we want these children to love Jesus with, with all of their hearts. And so I'm just like complete agreement. This is so, so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think it's easy and obviously I've transitioned now into like this leadership role, but before I was a volunteer in the kids area since I think like the third week Sean and I were going to Redeemer church. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it's really easy to think like, okay, this is childcare. Are they even listening to this Mm -hmm. story? And, um, they're, they're probably not always listening, and that's okay. And sometimes it is childcare, which is also not a bad thing that, like, we're giving this opportunity to parents to be able to be in worship and to have a moment without kids. Like, those are good things, um, but there is, like, it, it is more important than that. Like, it is more than just childcare. Like, they are learning that they are loved by an eternal God, and, and they're learning that they're loved by their church, that right. there are these people, this safe place that they can go and be cared for. Uh, while their parents are learning about God and right. yeah I just don't think like I don't think it can be stated enough that like this is like an eternal thing what's going on on Sunday mornings even when it doesn't feel that way or even when um, they're not like listening <laughs> or or whatever the thing right. may be right. um, but which this kind of goes off a little bit but I talked to you about this a little bit that like we're, we have like one hour a week in children's ministry right. um, to teach these children about the one who died for their sins and who rose again. And we're given one hour each week to tell these children that they are so loved by an eternal God. Um, and he loved them so much that he wanted to walk beside them and, and dwell with them for eternity. That's a heavy thing. It's a heavy thing. And it's an important thing. And so like, I want Redeemer Church, and I think we do this well, to feel kind of like the weight of that, that yeah. like, it's not just child care, though yeah. sometimes, you know, that's what is happening, but like, it, it is more than that.
2: Yeah, no, that's really good. Uh, my wife, Taryn, shared with me a quote uh, this week that uh, a noisy church is a growing church. Yes, yeah. And and I thought that was really, really good, um, that we don't kind of, you know, not that, not that <laughs> our people are despising the noises of children or something, but I think, Background noise. Sometimes we can just kind of out of sight, out of mind. Like it's just children's ministry is just kids being loud, but by all accounts, that's tiny again. Tiny theologians, these tiny, tiny children. Um, their noisiness, noisiness shows them as participants at Redeemer, and how how vital it is for for the good and the and the betterment of Redeemer as a church. Um, I just I thought that was really helpful, kind of thinking through that. Okay, um, let me ask this. It's kind of a maybe a two part. You can kind of go however you want to go at it, but how, how does Redeemer Church, because, you know, our audience typically is, you know, people at Redeemer, and a lot of those people have children, you know, how how do Redeemer, how does Redeemer help parents partner in kind of the children's ministry? What does partnership with parents look like at Redeemer? And so that's kind of part one, maybe, and then you could either transition, or we can kind of go back to it, but, and then in essence, like, how do regroups partner? How do we kind of Those kind of all function together, I feel like. You know, we say at Redeemer, you know, the breathing in together is on Sunday mornings. We breathe out together in community and regroups. And so all throughout that process, there's all these little children running around. And so what does partnership with parents maybe look like and then also maybe in the regroup?
0: Yeah, so I love this question because I spent a lot of time, obviously, with the first question talking about, like, what does a Sunday morning look like and why, why it is important that we have Sunday mornings and, like, the eternal significance that... Um, that hour with those kids is on Sunday mornings. But another huge passion of mine is partnering with parents. We have amazing families at our church that are completely sold out for Jesus and so excited and willing to teach their kids the good news of the gospel. But um, sometimes even parents, even parents in ministry, us, you know, like yeah. we don't always know, like, what does that look like? What should we do? What should we be talking to them about? How many, you know, how, mu- how much of the Bible do we need to be reading with them every day? Should we do this devotion? Should we do that? Um Should we practice lint with them? Should we, you know, like it's hard to know where to start. It's hard to know what resources are good. Um, And so that is a a huge passion of mine, like um, to compile resources and get those out to parents so they feel like, oh, I can do this. Like I can talk to them about this thing. And so yeah, it, it is my heart, and I believe the heart of Redeemer Kids and Redeemer Church as a whole, um, to come along, fi- aside families, to equip them with resources and things like that. But then to also encourage them in the process of teaching the gospel, in like modeling a Christ-centered life, um, because sometimes I feel like, honestly, we just overcomplicate it. Me, I'm talking to me. I I overcomplicate it. Same,
2: I do too. Um, So
0: that four to fourteen window doesn't disappear when they leave the church building, right? Like they are still sponges when they go home, and they are still sponges when they show up in our regroups and watch us, you know, doing life together. I'm doing air quotes because you know, doing life together (laughs) is just you know. It helps. Anyways, you have to. I feel like anyways. Uh, so it's also important to not just rely on that hour at church to be enough. Um, again, this is eternal importance and of course the Holy Spirit can and will move in these kids' lives in ways that are outside of time, right? Like the hour at church or however much time we dedicate at home to like talking about these things. Um, but he also like moves outside of our mistakes and I feel like this is something that like I really want to encourage parents in, and myself and, um, just kind of like become a culture of. Reading our kids is that like we are not going to get it right hundred percent of the time. A great example is yesterday. I sent a Marco Polo out, which if you don't know what Marco Polo is, it's kind of it's an app where you can like send video messages essentially. And yeah. we have a group. It's been on great Marco- for
2: our parents. Oh my gosh, it's, it's great. so
0: great. Right. It is so fun and it's so fun to like watch the kids interact with that. It really, really has been awesome. But I got on to share the passage of the Triumphal Entry. And um, I there, there was just like a few things that I did that I should that I felt like I shouldn't have done. I was being pretty hard on myself. But like one of the things was I kept saying this is a story, and in my notes I had said this is a true story. And maybe that sounds like such a small thing, but in my mind I was like, and I I think first of all there's grace for that, but second of all it's like I think that the kids probably know that I'm reading straight from scripture, this is a true story, but I wanted to specifically say, like, this is a true story, and not just, like, this is a random parable about a man on a donkey, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a true story about Jesus and how he entered, so I really overthought that, and then I think I said something else that was, like, um, Jesus chose to come to earth, and as I said it, I, like, bristled, like, that's not right or wrong, you know, it's just, like, not how I wanted to Mm. say that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it was, like, the heart behind it was that, like... Marco
2: Polo, man. It's I just know, all in the I know. Like, it's Jesus tough. was
0: a human, just like we are human. Right. And unlike us, who, who couldn't have perfectly fulfilled the prophecy, couldn't have perfectly fulfilled God's will, Jesus did that. Right. He did what we couldn't do. And that came out as Jesus decided to come to earth. And I was like, well, that's not really right, so, you know? It's yeah. not... You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyways, we, we, but, like...
2: We, just to encourage you, like, it's so important that, you know, we as leaders in the church, if you're a parent in the church, man we just keep stumbling forward in grace. Sure, and right. I think that's something that's been kind of on my heart lately is like, we're going to mess this stuff up. Right. We're going to say something correctly. Yep. Do we trust God and the power of the Holy Spirit yes, to kind of work in these moments? Exactly. But yeah, yeah. So I feel you.
0: So, yeah. So it's like, uh, we're not going to get it right a hundred percent of the time. And, and parents aren't either in their homes. Like there's going to be these moments. And I just don't want that to be a hindrance that like, I don't, now, I never get back on Marco Polo and read scripture again because I'm afraid that I'm going to explain it wrong or, like, summarize it wrong at the yeah. end, you know? Like, there's going to be those hiccups, especially, I think, when we're, we are trying to, like, break it down for young minds, right? Because scripture is complex sure. and deep and all these things, and then I'm trying to, like, explain that to them in a way that they understand, and that's how it came out. And I was like, ah. But I felt this, like, kind of, like, quiet thought of, like, this isn't about you getting it perfect. Right. Like, this isn't about you getting it perfect. like. Right. The Holy Spirit is going to use this. And even if all they got out of it was like, oh, Miss Rachel's reading us the Bible. Praise God. Right? Like,
2: and, and I'll say like one of the best things about being a part of a local church is that it's not just like because Andy says something from the pulpit, that's the one time they're going to hear the gospel or because Paul gets to sure. preach or say something in a regroup training, that that's the one time those people like you, you might have said something that you felt maybe that you didn't clearly articulate but then you have the, the 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 fallback is the community of believers right. that gets to just continue to encourage sure. them in the realities yeah. of the gospel, and right. so that's that's one of many reasons why the local church is so awesome, is because like we're all inhabited by the Holy Spirit to speak truth into our children. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So just as a yeah, you know,
0: so which maybe that doesn't feel like it's answering the question, but in my mind yeah. it is, because I want to encourage parents that like it's not going to be pretty all of the time. You might not yeah. always know the answer, or you might stumble over the answer. I sure, wanted to sure. read a quote from one of our favorites, Paul David Tripp, oh, uh, from his book, the Parenting. Homie. But I, it, it, So it's from the book Parenting, which is why I, I feel like book. it applies to this question. It's a great book. We recommend it. Uh, but it also applies to children's ministry, and honestly just ministry in general. But let me read it says, why would a God of perfect wisdom ask inadequate people to do such an important job? The answer is so important to grasp. God calls unable people to do important things because ultimately what he's working on is not your immediate success, but that you would come to know him, to love him, to rest in his grace, and to live for his glory. Wow. Um, And he goes on and it it just gets better and better, right? I think all of our
2: parents just kind of collectively like had this sigh sigh of relief.
0: right, of like, it's okay. And guess what? In the pursuit of... Teaching in the in, in the stumbling and all of those things, like we get to love Jesus more and we get to rest in him more and we get to better and more fully understand and live in his grace. And um that's praise really God. That's right? really good.
2: Um okay, so you know, Josh is sitting here on the podcast. Josh, you don't have any kids, right? That we know about. No no children at this point. And so like that was a- sorry, that's sounded weird <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird is this where you wanted to announce <laughs> <laughs> so I, I stumble over <laughs> saying things. I'm just being silly. If you want to let's start over. So, we're sitting here on the podcast, you know, Josh did not have any children, okay? Um, I have children, you have children, Rachel. But let's say, like, you're, you're speaking now to Redeemer Church, and how do you encourage people that don't have children? You know, um, let will say, you're listening to this, you're, you don't have children, you're in a regroup, but you just don't know exactly how to maybe interact with a child or how to love them well, Um you know, you don't, you don't know how to maybe inhabit their space. Um, how would you maybe encourage that person that's listening today that again, doesn't have children, they're in a regroup They're or they're coming on Sunday mornings and they're just, they don't have a lot of experience being around children. How would you kind of speak into that?
0: Yeah. And I feel like I didn't actually answer the regroup question, but, um, I feel like this does tie in really well with regroups. Um, my first Answer is obligatory. The best way is to volunteer at Redeemer church and let's <laughs> go them let's the- go <laughs> just kidding. I mean I think that is a beautiful way obviously to to be around kids and to get to share the gospel with them of course um, if you don't have kids obviously uh, but also regroups is a really beautiful thing that we have going on at Redeemer church that allows us to be surrounded by families um, with lots of kids <laughs> and uh, and with other people who don't have kids um, and so I feel like I would just encourage you to, like, be yourself. I feel like kids have this radar yeah. of, like, mm, you're faking it or you're putting on something. Sure. You know, like, just be yourself and, and ask them how they are. Like, get on their level and talk to them about their shoes or yes. what games which, they like. Which, or, when you say
2: that, like, for you to ask them about their shoes implies that maybe you're kneeling down in front of them. Sure, and, and yeah. Literally. On their level. Lowering to their level. Yeah. To, to look them in the eye. Right. And,
0: and caring about the things that they care That's about, right. asking Warner about his Legos or, uh, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. all of That'll those things. It. And, um, yeah, just getting excited about what they're what they're excited about, I think, just continues that idea of, like, showing them that the church cares for them. And there is a group of people outside of their family that, like, really loves them. And yeah. I think all of that points to Jesus' love for us. Um, and Paige Stroud, who we love and adore. Massive shout-out. Um, Hi, Paige. Massive shout-out. So... She, I was talking to her pretty recently about Redeemer Kids and regroups and just kind of like what that looks like. And she was really kind of like talking away from this idea of like any kind of like structured time for kids because she, and she said this way more eloquently and beautifully and way more profound than I could. So, paraphrasing, has here. she
2: written a book yet?
0: No, but she needs Page, you to write a book. I, okay. Yeah, I'll write the foreword. Um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, she was saying how really children benefit the most from regroup by just seeing us be in community together and seeing us pray together and letting them run through crazy while we're in the middle of prayer and seeing us cry together and support each other and seeing us taking meals to a family who's had a newborn and um and and seeing us like do life together air quotes again but so as a, a member of a regroup just showing up and and being willing to like step into their family and step into sometimes, like, the crazy and the noisy and say, like, nope, like, this is where I want to be, I think is a beautiful way to, um, preach the gospel to children, yeah. like, in, it, in its own way. Um, but other things we talked about was, like, going to baseball games, like, just, oh, yeah. just kind of, like, investing your time and, again, just, like, your curiosity into their lives.
2: So, so when we say a Redeemer, all of life redeemed, are you saying that means not just on Sunday mornings and at regroup? You're saying all yes, of life? Yes, all of it. Yeah, okay. all of it. That, that it's important. The light-up
0: shoes and, yeah. and the sports that they're involved in. Yeah, like all of it
2: that's great. is going to point back to Jesus. I, I think at times that's so helpful because I think when you're when, when I'm trying to communicate what is a regroup to people, um, there's an element, there's an expectation, I think, for sometimes if, if someone is coming into the church and they are familiar with church and the structures of church that... This is going to be a very structured 45-minute, you know, lesson, and sure. that the children are going to be seated in a seated row, seated and,
0: and quiet like attentive and attentive. Yeah.
2: Sometimes kids are attentive, but sometimes it is like it's that, you know, that noisiness of just children being loud and being right. children and running around, and and so I think it's helpful that we're talking about this because we have to have healthy expectations and to give those to people that are interested in regroups. Right. Of what it is and what it is not. It is a sure. place of worship. It's a place to read scripture together. It's a place to share a meal. It's a place to pray together. Um, it's this village aspect of parenting alongside other parents, even though you may not have children. And, right. and just the grace, try, try to live in that grace that that, that is. Um, so I think that's yeah, really and helpful. Yeah, being community together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just like, just in general, and this is for people without kids, for parents, for people involved in ministry, or specifically children's ministry, like, it is just a good thing to pour into children, right? Like we saw that Jesus valued children right. in his ministry in in his time on earth. And if he is our example, then Absolutely. right. Like this is, this is good for us to do. Um, so the point of that is not like, Oh, if you're not volunteering in the children's ministry, then you're somehow missing it or you're mm-hmm. not like modeling Christ. That's not it at all. Because in my view, which we've kind of talked about these, some things like children's ministry goes way beyond Sunday mornings. Right. You can minister to your own kids at home or the kids that are in your regroup, um, you can minister to children by bringing their parents a warm meal, which Redeemer is amazing at doing right. Doing things like that. Um, there are so many ways that I think children's ministry plays out, but um, specifically like on Sunday mornings too, Like, it has been a tremendous blessing to me to see in a new and fresh way the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ through the lens Um, Of a child, and it just kind of has drawn me back to this simple but super important understanding of the gospel. It's so easy in adulthood, or even just like in the growing of our faith, to get caught up in some of the bigger themes, you know, like sanctification and justification and all these things that separate different denominations and, um, Mm -hmm. And those are good things. It's good. It's a good thing to grow in our faith. It's a good thing to be thinking about these bigger themes and these deeper, more like theological thoughts. Um, Those are all good things. Um, But it's also really a profound thing to remember the easier to understand parts of the gospel. Like God made everything. He created. He breathed Adam into being like Jesus was born and he died and he rose again and he loves you so, so much. And I've just been so encouraged by these kids, and um, I believe that that is the opportunity um, and the reminder that is available to anyone who participates in children's ministry. um, That that coming back to the basics, that reminder of like why we believe what we believe, why we why we do what we do, that kind of like more narrow focus um, on the gospel. And of course, I say children's ministry, but that means in regroup when you get on their level and get to hear how they see the world. Like there's just this beauty that comes from interacting with children and, and specifically like seeing the way that they view the gospel.
1: Yeah. And I think that Andy talks a lot about, I feel like I've heard him say a bunch of times that if someone says they want to preach or they want to teach. The first thing he says is like, you should start by teaching children because yep. you know, it's we're doing this systematic theology class on Thursday nights and that's valuable in a certain yeah. way. And there's also value in learning how to articulate those things in the simplest way possible yeah. for your ability to evangelize if you can explain the gospel simply then you can relate to people and just for yourself like if, if you're gonna wake up every morning and ask god to remind you of what he's done in your life and like renew his i don't know reminder of his salvation being able to have that simplified understanding is so valuable absolutely dude that is i'm glad you brought that up that's a
2: that's a great way shout to, out to andy since he couldn't be here yeah. shout, out, shout, to shout andy. out to andy he yes made his way into the podcast. yes thanks andy for doing that um I would say uh, Rachel and I are reading a book together right now called "Show Them Jesus" by Jack Klumpenhauer. I think is how you say it. I'm glad that um, you had
0: to say the name and yeah, not me. Klumpenhauer.
2: But I would say that it that's helped a ton. I'm sure yes, Rachel would say the yes. same thing of how to break down the gospel and how to teach well and how to keep the main thing the main thing. Right. And so if that's something you're like, what could I read to kind of help help me in that process of how do I communicate the gospel well with children? How do I you know talk about theology with children? Um Jack's written an incredible book, Show Them Jesus. And that's probably an even deeper shout out to Paige, because she helped she, us she pointed know us to, to that read book, that, yeah. which is great. Um okay, so just as we kind of close up today, um, you know, maybe someone is listening today that has been maybe on the verge or on the edge of like, do I serve? Do I do I do I want to be helping with Redeemer Kids in a more uh, official way, right? Like like leading and teaching on a Sunday morning or something like that. What's what's the process for that person that says they listen to this podcast and they're like I want to serve. I want to help with Redeemer Kids. What's what's the next steps for that person? What would you tell that person?
0: Uh, first of all, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Seriously. We're always welcoming yeah, tell volunteers. Your yeah. Tell your friends. Bring bring everyone you can. Um, I would tell you to email me. Okay. Um, I think that's probably the easiest way, and we'll put my email in the show notes. Great. And then another way is through our connection card, which is always available through our digital bulletin, Redeemer church.cc slash Sunday. Uh, we can also link that in the show notes, but yeah. there's an option there where you can uh, select. I want to volunteer, but also I'd probably just say, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm hopeful for what these kids will teach you. And um, I'm excited to serve with you. It's awesome.
1: Thanks for joining us. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel.
0: Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs>